Welcome back to the Seriously Stem Cells podcast, where we discuss everything stem cells. I'm Pim, and I'm Ayo. On today's episode, we are going to continue our exploration into the world of stem cells. Hello, everybody. Last week's episode. Ayo and I took a deep dive into the stem cell niche for hematopoietic stem cells, or HSCs. It's a niche for osteoblasts and endothelial cells. We covered some important topics,、uh, including the regulation and storage of the HSCs, and their impact on diseases and the therapeutic options. We also suggest ways in which increasing our understanding of the stem cells niches can impact the therapies. Chosen to tackle diseases like cancer. Now you might notice I was not in this episode. The reason being,、uh, today we're going to split the neuro stem cells episode into two parts, and I'm going to be doing the first part. And today I'm going to be mentioning the background of neuro stem cells, which includes its characteristics, the current failures of the neurological disorders treatments, and the hope that we can find in stem cells. And specifically, diving into the multiple sclerosis、um, disorder, which is MS, and how neural stem cells play a role in MS treatment, and also a curative treatments for MS. And last but not least, the challenges with stem cells transplantation that is seen in most、uh, conditions, not just MS. Anyways, let's start with the first、um, agenda of the day. So, neural stem cells characteristics, as we probably know it from the name itself,、uh, stem cells are self-neural, and they differentiate into different types of cells. In this case, neural stem cells differentiate into the nervous system cells. The neural stem cells also have the capability to respond to changes in their environment. And differentiate into the types of cells in response to the specific signals or cues. This is called、um, plasticity. The neural stem cells are also capable of producing various growth factors and neurotrophic factors to promote the survival, growth, and differentiation of neurons. And last but not least, they can regulate the immune responses and modulate inflammation in the nervous system. Now, coming in to look at the neurovascular niches of the neural stem cells, the deregulation of these niches, specifically the subventricular zone or SVZ, has been associated with neurological conditions, including Parkinson's disease, Alzheimer's disease, Huntington's disease, and epilepsy. With the current conventional treatment to these diseases. It has not been creative so far. Many turn towards organ transplantation. Unfortunately, the number of people needing a transplant far exceeds the number of organs available for transplantation. Therefore, pluripotent stem cells like neural stem cells can offer this sort of possibility of a renewal source of replacement of cells and tissues to treat such conditions. In cases of、um, Parkinson's and Alzheimer's. The human neural stem cells transplantation is a new therapeutic approach towards treating the diseases, aiming to regenerate the dopamine-producing neurons, replacing the deteriorating ones. 
Similarly, neural stem cells can replace damaged neural circuitry, which means neurotrophic factors will be secreted to counter symptomatic deterioration or to alter lesions proteins level for Alzheimer's. Now that we've mentioned Alzheimer's and Parkinson's disease, um, the same principle can be applied to the other neurological diseases like multiple sclerosis, which will be our main star today. MS is both an immunological and neurological disease of central nervous system. It is caused by autoimmune attacks uh, from the T lymphocytes on the body's myelin components, which we refer to as demyelination. This causes a loss of axons, which is essential to the CNS, and inflammatory reactions can be found at the uh, location of the damaged lesions. As for a quick recap, myelin sheet is a lipid-rich component that insulates the nerves in the brain and spinal cord, which is how we receive information from the CNS by sensory nerves and back from the CNS to the motor neurons. Myelin sheet is what enables the electrical impulses to be transmitted efficiently along the nerves. Therefore, without it, these impulses slow down and CNS receives a lack in information. It is important to know that oligodendrocytes are the myelinating cells. This will come up again later in the episode. And in the spinal cord, oligodendrocytes are formed by oligodendroprogenitor cells or OPCs. They migrate towards the spinal cord where they differentiate into the myelin forming oligodendrocytes. Oligodendrocytes uh, can migrate throughout the different locations by regulatory signals like chemokines and growth factors. So a brief summary of this part. Um, the cause of MS is the lack of myelin sheet and um, oligodendrocytes is a very important cell type that has a ability to sort of reconstitute the um, myelins uh, that are affected from the neurological impairment. Now we want to have a look at the current treatments that are available from MS that is currently a conventional treatment. Um, the treatment of MS usually requires the body to cooperate between its immune system and the reversal of demyelination. So basically preventing um, inflammation, but at the same time um, supports the uh, repairment of the myelin sheets. As of current, the conventional um, treatments are separated into immunomodulators and the other sort of um, monoclonal antibodies and other oral medications. The immunomodulators, um, they act to um, basically prevent the immune system from attacking the damaged site, right? The examples of these sort of immunomodulators include glatirama acetate. It basically stimulates myelin basic proteins that covers the nerves fibers as part of the myelin sheet by mimicking this protein and tricking the body into reducing the attack on the real myelin. Interferon beta is another medication. It helps to regulate the immune system and reduce inflammation. Now, there's the first line of treatment for this disease and there are oral medications, but they have not really shown any improvements in slowing 
the disability progression. These drugs are called dimethylphenidate and fingolimode. Now, the other types of、um, basically second line of treatments、uh, include crelizumab and cladribin. Crelizumab is a monoclonal antibody. It targets a specific protein on immune cells to reduce inflammation, while cladribin、um, reduces the number of white blood cells. In the study, after the patient was done with his or her、um, first line of treatment with fingolimod,、uh, crelizumab was taken by the patient, and the cladribin was also taken by a different cohort of patients, and The results were compared that showed crelizumab was much more effective in reducing the relapse than claritubin. This sort of indicates that、uh, targeting a specific protein、um, works better in reducing the inflammation than reducing the number of white blood cells in general. Now, on top of all these、um, problems that comes with the treatments. And the quite difficult regimens、um, provided by the healthcare providers,、um, these patients also affect from the viral infections that comes with the disease, as the body immune system、um, decreases during the treatment or while they are、um, in the middle of their treatment. And another problem that I'd like to point out is that from two studies. In the U.S., it was sort of revealed forty-five percent of patients with MS did not receive any therapies, and in Europe, about fifty percent. This sort of reason for not receiving conventional treatments can vary and maybe include factors such as、um, concerns about side effects or risks, or limited access to healthcare, or even the cost of medications itself.、Um, however.、Um, Many studies from the previous years revealed that the disease-modifying therapies, the conventional ones at least, can help to reduce the frequency and severity of MS relapses, and slow down the progression and improve the quality of life. This includes the improvements in、um, fatigue, so reduce fatigue, and improve in physical function. However, we have to look at this from another point of view, and I've chosen to look at it from an economical side, where about thirty to forty-five percent of people affected by MS、uh, meet early retirement. So、um, it does say in this section that, from the research as it has been done, it's shown that、um, while some of the conventional treatments are effective. And works with patients suffering MS.、Uh, there's still quite a large portion. I would say at least one third, right? For forty-five to fifty percent is quite a lot. So those amount of patients not who are not receiving the therapies are still affected by MS. And those who are have improved quality of life. But in general, a lot of the people who are affected by this.、Um, Impacts a society in a very large way、uh, by, you know, meeting the retirement quite early on. So、um, what I want to say is, although these treatments sort of showed improve of quality, 
in their life, there is still a significant number of unmet need for strategies to repair and restore damaged neurons, especially in MS. And a quick recap、uh, for those who are not familiar with the term: quality of life is a multi-dimensional concept. That encompasses a range of factors that are important to patients, such as their physical function, emotional state, social support, and ability to carry out daily activities. The goal of treatment is to improve patients' quality of life, and healthcare professionals often measure this outcome to assess the effectiveness of the treatment. With that being said,、uh, I want to take your attention to the neural stem cells. Um, transplantation as a curative treatment for patients suffering with MS.、Um, that's what I meant by finding some hope that stem cells can reinstate the damaged neurons caused in patients with MS. But before we get into it,、uh, brain repair, I want to make it quite clear that it's distinguished into two ways.、Um, the first one is inflammation-induced processes. By which immunity,、um, immune cells components shift from damaging mode to repair mode. The second way is recruitment of the non-damaged neuronal pathways、uh, through the exon branching and synaptogenesis. So, the brain here basically redirects and adapts towards repairing and compensating for the loss of myelin. This can also be sort of referred to it as brain plasticity,、uh, a function that's quite similar to what neural stem cells has, right? As we've mentioned,、um, so the role of the NSCs itself, once transplanted, is migrating to the damaged areas of the brain and promote repair through mechanisms like neural protection, cell replacements, and remyelination. It's been shown that、uh, in preclinical studies, transplantations of NSCs into the chronically inflamed CNS、uh, give neurotrophic support and suppress harmful host immune responses in vivo.、Um, it has also been suggested that not only does、um, the neuronal stem cells help with remyelination, but also the oligodendrocytes. So I did say that it was going to come back and be quite important to um in the context of neural stem cells transplantation. So oligodendrocytes、uh, are myelinating cells, and、uh, they are formed by oligodendrocyte progenitor cells or OPC. Most problem found in Utilizing the、um, oligodendrocytes as a part of treatment for Patients affected by MS is that in the later stages of MS, the oligodendrocytes progenitor cells do not differentiate into the oligodendrocytes, and further research is absolutely required、um, to understand more about the signaling pathways that can overcome、uh, this differentiation block of OPCs into the OPs, and is exceptionally. Relevant in this context of repairing the remyelination, because the combined effort of the oligodendrocytes and neural stem cells has、um, shown to be、um, quite exceptional in the treatment of MS. Now that we've established that neural stem cells is an essential part of remyelination, 
want to be clear about the differentiation of the NSCs. Now, the NSCs do differentiate into the neural progenitor cells, or what we know as NPCs, which can be found in the CNS germinal niches in the subgranular and subventricular zones. In the MS condition, these germinal niches are dysregulated. Therefore, it needs the neuronal cells to restore the neurological function by migrating to the inflammatory regions. However, the cross-contamination between the cells of different niches to NPCs, such as reactive astrocytes, inflamed endothelial cells, and T-lymphocytes, all which are inflammatory cells, uh, causes CNS atypical ectopic niches. This leads to the NPCs from being undifferentiated and can be recognized through the undetected markers and its round-shaped morphology. Through a different technique, NPCs can promote apoptosis uh, by neutral, neurotrophic factors and anti-inflammatory cytokines that reduce the effect of cells at the inflamed region. Similar is seen in microgalia, a monocyte-derived cells that requires to remove the damaged myelin. Although it reduces the inflammation at the damaged sites by removing the damaged myelins, the microgalia pro-inflammatory proteins can impact the numbers of oligodendrocytes. So modulation of this cell can be quite integral to the regeneration of myelin. So we've identified two problems. First is the presence of CNS atypical ectopic niches when there's cross-contaminations of different types of cells from NPCs most likely the inflammatory cells, which are there to, um, which are there at the damaged regions. Secondly, is the presence of microgalia, which while can be quite good at removing the damaged myelins and reducing the inflama inflammation, uh, it can also reduce the number of oligodendrocytes. By identifying the problems that can occur from the curative uh, treatment utilizing the neural stem cells, there are ways in which um, components or factors can be um, used to improve its survival after transplantation, one of which is um, the presence of neurotransmitters, growth hormones, and cytokines, which can affect the host microenvironment positively. A second way is probably to introduce genetically engineered NSCs that improves its survival rate in the host microenvironment. Now I want to mention a different research uh, besides transplantation to repair the function of damaged regions of the brain. Um, not necessary for MS, we're going to go a bit rogue here, but um, neural stem cells also has a role in brain tissue regeneration. It was researched by Hokkaido University, where a combination of hydrogels and neural stem cells can produce neural tissue growth. The role of NSCs can repair conditions affected by blood vessels damage, like cerebral infarction, which not only has a high mortality rate, but also those survive, experiencing severe after effects. This was mentioned by the lead researcher Tanikawa.
This area of neural stem cells will be discussed in later episodes where we will expand a bit more on it. But for now, that's just a little tidbit of information. Now, I want to end the episode with all the challenges that can be identified from uncovering the role of neural stem cells in MSC MS treatment. First of the challenges is understanding its mechanism to differentiate and target migration that remains quite unclear. Where conditions like neuropsychiatric illnesses can develop in the case where cells migrate to unintentional locations makes it uh, a very risky therapy to employ. Second challenge is the development of tumors that can occur after transplantation known as teratomas. The third challenge is understanding the stage of MS impacting the treatment effectiveness. As we've mentioned, microgallia activities can be modulated by NSCs, but the activities vary with the stage of the MS. So the intervention time is essential component to factor and later the length of the treatment. Now, last but not least, I want to focus in on the challenges faced once the transmutation decision has been made. First of all, is the quality of the NSC injected. The NSC-based therapy raised the possibility of the grafted cell intrinsic state at the time of the transplantation. But new research has suggested there's not enough success seen in this area at all. So further research needs to be done in order to sort of proving that the quality and the volume of NSCs um, of this manner can be used to effectively treat MS patients. The second challenge is the route of administration, basically where to inject the cells. As transportation of the grafted cell with spatial specialization is more effective than in a wild cell population when it comes to increasing the um, amount of NSC's ability to um, affect, uh, have an effect on the nervous system after transplantation. While recognizing that further research are necessary to underpin um, the root cause for all these challenges faced in NSC transplantation, particularly in the MS uh, condition, I want to applaud all the researchers and professors who are making uh, progress in this area. And for that, thank you very, very much. And I'll see you guys next week. Make sure to join us in our next episode and check out our blog post at seriouslystemcells.wordpress.com forward slash as we continue our exploration of stem cells. But for now, from me, Pim. And from me, Ayo. Have a lovely day and don't forget to take stem cells very seriously. <laughs>